You are listening to episode 11 with Joel Caesar. Welcome to the Keep Standing Podcast with hosts Shane Parent and Nathan Woods. Each week we bring you interviews of inspiring individuals embarking on crazy adventures on and off the water. We are stoked that you have joined us. Let's get started. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Keep Standing Podcast, a show that hopes to inspire you to live a joyful and adventurous life on and off the water. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Nathan Woods, one of your hosts. My compadre and co-host from Missouri, Mr. Shane Parent, is probably busy giving his mustache a pep talk for the upcoming month of November, so he is not on with us today, but that's all right, because today we have an exciting guest that has an exciting new platform that helps you get the gear you need to go out and adventure. First, let me ask you this question. Have you ever wanted to try a new sport, maybe stand-up paddleboarding, of course, or surfing? Perhaps you just needed a little bit more extra gear for your next camping trip or wanted to try something crazy like spearfishing, but the problem that you have is either you don't want to buy the equipment or you can't find anywhere to even rent it. Well, today we chat with Mr. Joel Caesar, who is the co-founder of a brand new business that is fitting into the sharing economy model called StokeShare. In our chat, Joel and I discuss what it's like to create a business that is an Airbnb meets action sports and how they're trying to create a sustainable business model that is helping people get their gear they need for their adventurous lifestyle, all while serving youth with amazing outdoor experiences. Joel and his business partner, Warren, are trying to inspire a tribe of people to own less, do more, and share Stoke. You're going to love hearing more about this brand new business and what they're doing to connect their users with underserved and at-risk youth, giving them all an opportunity to have fun outdoors. So with that, let's get into the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Keep Standing Podcast. Super pumped about today's episode. Today, we have a gentleman who co-founded a new business that is helping people get the gear they need to go on their adventures no matter where they are. Today, we have gentleman Joel Caesar. Joel, how are you? I'm good, Nathan. Good to be here. So real quick, just let's let people in just a little bit who you are, um, where you live, and kind of where you're from. We'll get into a lot of the stuff of what you do with your brand and things like that. But for now, let's just get into just what you do, um, just who you are, where you live, what's family life look for you, what what's kind of your passions, and what do you do? Yeah, cool. So um, I live in Venice Beach, California, a nice little beach town here in, uh, in Los Angeles. Um, live here with my beautiful wife and um, I've been on the west coast about 10 years. I originally grew up in in Pennsylvania in a place called the Lehigh Valley and um, um, Stokeshare has been a big part of my life for the past two years but um, I think Stokeshare and what we're trying to do with it is really a manifestation of, of where my life and where my goals and where my career has, has led me. Um, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania in the outdoors and um, uh, always had affinity for the ocean which you know I know some of my closest friends um, when they find out how passionate I am about the ocean and my life living near it and um, being in it whether it be surfing or a variety of activities um, joke how did someone from Pennsylvania a landlocked <laughs> state uh, grow up with this affinity towards the ocean but um, you know it's very natural my, my family we used to spend uh, a lot of our summers down um, along the uh, various east coast beach east coast beaches and I fell in love with the ocean uh, very early in my life and 
it kind of was just uh, um, an additional step of my love for the outdoors in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I, I tell the story a lot about surfing in general. Um, when I was 13, uh, my family used to go to the Outer Banks, North Carolina, um, and uh, there was a hurricane rolling in, and uh, I was just sitting there kind of staring at the ocean. I'd always, you know, swim and body surf and anything, but never, never really got on a board, tried to surf. And a young girl, she was probably a couple years older than me, um, she saw me standing there staring at the waves and staring at a couple guys surfing because, um, you know, it wasn't always when I was down there, there was good waves like there are when a hurricane's rolling in. And she walked over and said, hey, you want to try it? Let's let's go out. And, um, you know, I think like a lot of people who have fallen in love with surfing and decided it's going to be a major part of their life, they have had, probably have a similar story um, about this moment when someone shared their stoke with them. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, Sean Thompson's famous surfer's code. One of the lines is uh, pass on your stoke to a non-surfer. And uh, I can definitely uh, attest that that happened to me. And um, I've, I've taken that and, and, and gone a long way with it, which has led to um, a career in sustainability, um, you know, primarily my expertise is in uh, uh, sustainable development and green building consulting. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, that's that's what I do, uh, or that's what I was doing prior to launching into Stokeshire full time. Um, I'd worked for some large construction management firms, engineering firms, and most recently with the, the city of Santa Monica, which is widely respected as one of the most sustainable cities in the world. So you know, I really have this uh, deep rooted passion and training in quantifiable. Uh, understanding of how we as a species are interacting with our planet and how we can um, improve the way we interact with our planet so that uh, future generations can experience it the same way we do. And again, like I said, it sort of all kind of came together with, uh, with uh, the launch of Stokeshare, this sharing economy marketplace. Um, the love for the outdoors, the idea that um, there's, there's a, a major... Uh, role to be played with uh, a, a shift of the economy towards a more sustainable world and um, you know the idea that uh, you know I think um, those two concepts sustainability action sports getting people outdoors and this new way that um, we can interchange services and goods in the sharing economy um, I think have put me in a, in a place where I'm pretty passionate about my work well, awesome we'll get a little more in depth about Stoke share here in a second and um I just, I just love how I actually found you, and I, we talked about it here off um, a little while ago when we first talked, but how I found out about you guys is you guys were doing some work with um, an organization called Stoke, stoke.org, and that helps youth just in, um, mainly in New York and L.A. just get involved with outdoor activities, especially if they've never had access to them. And that's, you, you did some stuff there, and we'll get in a lot more detail about kind of the stuff you're doing with youth. And that's how I found it, and then kind of just did your typical, hey, I want to signed up and kind of noticed that um what you guys do and how you can get um involved with just on the site and with the growth of just the sharing economy that's going on it was obviously pretty fascinating to see um just so it's real quick just get into just how this concept behind stoke share the sharing economy of your outdoor gear kind of came about yeah, I was uh, I was living in San Francisco a couple years ago, and um, it's it's hard to exist in San Francisco no matter what you're doing and um, not get a little bit immersed in the the, the technology mm -hmm. world. And uh, of course, the sharing economy was was a little bit more in its infancy, I think, as a as a mainstream idea. Even at that point, two years ago, I mean, a lot of people probably had heard about Airbnb and Uber, and and um, you know, I think eBay kind of falls in the the class of sharing economy, but. Um, the explosion of niche marketplaces that has happened since, you know, wasn't there yet. 
Um, and uh, the guy that I ended up partnering with, Warren Nielsen, um, he was also in the sustainable building world. And we had met through a, a professional networking event talking about green building and found out that we both like to surf. And in the Bay Area, um, there are a lot of surfers, but it's uh, you know less than, than there are in other parts of mm -hmm. California. It's a kind of a, a very hardcore group to go up there and surf in the cold, dark, mean waters of the Bay Area. So uh, whenever you find someone who sh shares a love of the ocean and is willing to brave the, the treacherous conditions of Ocean Beach, San Francisco, um, you kind of immediately have a, a friend for life in that person. So we, were, we got into surfing together, and one day we were out there, and we were um, talking about how we both really wanted to try other sports. I, I always dreamed of getting into whitewater kayaking. I've mm. always wanted to spearfish. I've always wanted to kite surf. So, sort of these these action sports where it's not something you can just walk into a sporting goods and say, I'm going to be a spear fisherman. You, you need someone to walk you into it. You need some kind of mentor. And, um, you know, of course, the gear is usually a barrier to entry because it's so expensive and a lot of time has storage issues. And for the most part, you don't even know how to use it or else you'll go out there and, and hurt somebody or yourself. So we started thinking, well, how can we maybe solve this problem that we have amongst ourselves? Like this is, you know, a lot of ways great startups happen when people are trying to solve their own problem and a problem that they're encountering. And that was initially how it started. We, we wanted to have better access to try new sports. And then the more we thought about it, um, you know, we just got into the mindset of the sharing economy and, um, and how much that was exploding in San Francisco and wondering was there a niche out there where people were trying to specifically help each other interact and interchange their action sports equipment? And especially in a place like San Francisco, you know, another ideal reason that that was its launch point was was storage and space and travel. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, my wife and I lived in a 600 square foot apartment, like a lot of um, you know young 20, 30 year old couples do. And um, you know, my wife hated that I even had a couple surfboards laying around in the apartment because there really was no room for them. And, you know, God forbid I was going to add a stand-up paddleboard to that mix and possibly some spearfishing gear and a kayak. And, you know, there just there was no way to do that. And the more and more we just think, kept thinking about it, the more value propositions that arose and um, we decided to, to go for it. And, um, you know, when we were thinking about a name, um, you know, share was kind of in the in the in the mix, and we we're thinking about ways. You know, surfing was our initial dream because that's how we met, and that was our first love. And um, we were thinking, you know, should we something around surfing? And then we thought of Stokeshare. So one of us came up. I think it was I came up with it. Like, let's just see if the domain's there, and it was. And you know, it's kind of a dream come true. And we think um, it really just all all the all the pieces aligned. It was the right time, the right place, the right partnership, the right name, and. Um, yeah, here we are. We think we have a, a a marketplace that can really be, you know, part of a global solution to a lot of problems. And and this remind me, when 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 did this all go down for you guys? Uh, man, I guess probably two years ago was when we, I, uh, you know, started this this idea to start a business together. And how long did that the idea take before it became a a business that had a website and people could go get on? When was the launch point for you guys? We launched the website um, initially in February of this year, and uh, at that point, we we had kept it as beta and just uh, announced it or launched it with friends and family. And um, we it quickly became a reality that friends and family were telling their friends and family, and you know more and more people got on there. And um, you know there was like a lot of um, websites when they launched, there were some kinks that we had to work out to make mm -hmm. sure that it was going to be. Um, optimized for the experience and then you know we worked some of those out and we re we thought we had a, a product that was ready for mainstream and we took the beta label off probably in april and yeah we've been we've been growing ever since 
that it's awesome. I'm obviously involved in a startup here in Eugene, Oregon called Rungum and just hearing different stories of just how for you guys, the, the process from the moment you first had the idea to, it took 18 months roughly or so before you actually were able to push it out. Um, tell me one thing, what, for you, it's, you obviously, there was the whole phase of idea and kind of building it before the launch and then the launch itself. What has, I mean, and I'm kind of, just because I'm in the same boat, what for you guys have, has been the one like hard thing that you didn't really expect to, just something you didn't kind of overlook that's happened um, that you guys have been working on and, and made better? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say we overlooked it, but we definitely underestimated the timing and the um, the effort to get a product up and running, uh, a website specifically that we were going to be confident could could meet the needs of our initial marketplace users. Um, we we, uh, we we went one direction initially to try to build the website and um, had to pivot when a few of the people that we were working with just uh, um, got pulled in other directions. And uh, you know, I think like a lot of startups. We were, we, you know, we questioned ourselves through the, the first year, you know, how, how serious were we about this and how committed could we be and, you know, how much money were we willing to sacrifice um, to, to bootstrap it and get it up and running. And um, ultimately, we just kept coming back to um, being solution oriented and finding a way to get around uh, initial problems with the website and knowing that we were in San Francisco and um, there's probably few places in the world where the resources available to help you build a website um, are a- as accessible as anywhere else. And, and um, we, we continue to network and we continue to tell our story and, and our vision for what we wanted to do and eventually found the right partner to help us build this website. And um, once we found that partner and got it up and running, um, you know, I think that that really helped alleviate the pressure of getting a product up because um, you know, we, we, were, we were feeling the pressure that uh, we knew that other people might be thinking about this idea, and uh, you know, although competition is welcome, I think in the sharing economy in general, it's a it's a concept that um, is still a huge portion of mm-hmm. Americans and 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 the world are actually still getting used to. And uh, you know, we like to have the mindset: a rising the rising tide raises all ships. So the more people out there trying to spread the sharing economy, the better. But that being said, we we did want to try to get the niche we were trying to fill with the action sports that are under the umbrella of Stoke share, we wanted to get that out and try to be the first to that market. And, um, we think we did. And, um, you know, from there it's been, I think a challenge, the next challenge has been what a lot of marketplaces and not just sharing economy marketplace, but any marketplace, uh, has initially is how do you balance supply and demand? Mm-hmm. You know, we get, we get people on there that want to rent surfboards, stand up paddleboards, tents, and they contact and say, contact us and say, Hey, I'm in Austin, Texas. I'd love to use you guys for a tent. And, um, I don't see many around me. And you know, that's, that's part of the issue. It's supply and demand. It's uh, chicken and the egg. Right. And then in other places, you know, we get, we have a bunch of surfboards listed and, um, you know, maybe it's just not as many people looking for surfboards in those places. So I think, Initially here, we're, we're going to, you know, uh, I wouldn't say struggle, but we're going to um, have to be aware of the supply and demand issue and think of creative ways to try to seed both sides of that and make sure everyone's aware of, of how safe and, um, and how cool it is to interact in a sharing economy marketplace. And um, I think we'll get there. You know, we're, I'm based in Los Angeles now and my partner's in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of did that strategically from the San Francisco launch. We, we thought Los Angeles and San Francisco would be two perfect places that were full of uh, um, the tech industry and full of outdoors people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a good start. It's been two, two really good places to launch the brand. So let's give the listeners just a real quick, just the basics of how it works. So as a, let's, we'll start off on the person who's looking for equipment. Um, 
so you, you come on to Stokeshare website and you is it you just you start looking for the type of equipment based in the, your area and stuff will pop up yeah exactly i mean i guess uh you know, that's we probably should have started there huh I no mean, we're good fundamentally it's um a website it's a marketplace that allows people to rent each other their action sports equipment and the sports that we're focusing on underneath stokeshare are surfing stand-up paddleboarding kayaking camping rock climbing spearfishing and kite surfing and um yeah the way it works is you can if you're looking to rent you're someone who's looking for gear say you want to try to rent a stand-up paddleboard you uh, log on to stokeshare.com um the first homepage that will show up is just a very simple uh, search bar where you put in your location, and you can you can um, if you're very specific about which sport if you want to try stand up paddleboarding, there's a list of icons that d- in- indicate which sport that you'd like to pick. So you can you can type in Los Angeles, and if you do it from your phone, the phone will recognize where you are. You don't even have to type it in, but type in Los Angeles. You t- you can click on the stand up paddleboard, and then a map will show up. Uh, with various flags indicating where in the vicinity of your location there are stand-up paddleboards for rent, and then on the right there are they'll be uh, uh, they'll be indicated by a list, and you can uh, click on the person's posting of that list and find out what size stand-up paddleboard, who the person is, have they verified their account with Facebook, um, who has reviewed them and worked with them in the past, so you get this trust and verification factor. And then the, the pricing is set by the marketplace itself. So the person renting the stand-up paddleboard, they determine what is worth their while to rent it out. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing right now um, prices, you know, specifically for stand-up paddleboard, uh, anywhere from $15 a day up to $50 a day, depending on the price. Hmm. Um, so it's pretty simple, pretty easy to use from the renter standpoint. And then if you're uh, listing your equipment, is it similar to kind of how you'd be listing your house on the Airbnb? Very similar, very similar process. So if you if you sign on the on the website and you start your account, there'll be a, a very um, easily accessible button that says list your equipment. You click on that button, and we have a brief questionnaire that walks you through what is the equipment, which sport does it fall into, and that helps us kind of aggregate for organization to help on the search side. And then you list the description of it. it you list the pricing, and um, you know before you would be able to publish the listing then you'd have to fill out a little bit of account about yourself give a bio put your picture and we strongly encourage people to to verify their account with facebook because that helps um input some trust into the marketplace Mm -hmm. and then yeah you're off and running man i I really think this is going to be something that catches on here just especially for the people i'm thinking here i'm in eugene oregon we where we don't have I mean, the scene for stand-up paddleboarding is very small when it comes to shops, but there's a lot of people interested, but there's not a place to do it. Um, is, you're, are you starting to see a lot of people just that, in the, that are in areas that they don't have access to things starting to show up on, on, this, on your site? Yeah, it's, it's really been amazing um, how this, this really special phenomenon that's happening, um, how this organic word of mouth spread about Stoke Share is happening. And I'm, I'm telling you, on a daily basis now, we get emails and messages on stokeshare.com from around the world. Someone from France, someone from Israel, someone from Australia, recently someone from India. Hey, I found out about stokeshare.com. I think this is awesome. I'd love to help. Um, in New Delhi, there's so much opportunity um, to get people stand up paddleboarding on the river. Or um, in France, there's so much opportunity for camping. Um, in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, there's so much opportunity for kayaking. There's so many great rivers and, and, and lakes, and there's just 
not much of a marketplace there for people to rent and access gear from a you know typical mom and pop brick and mortar shop. So, yeah, I think um, we're seeing a lot of different places pop up, and it, it, what's really exciting about that is is you think about different regions of the country and regions of the world, and what sports are going to work for them, and um, as we grow, how we can focus attention there to try to really seed those marketplaces, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's cool to think about how in places like Pennsylvania, where I'm from. Someone's sitting around right now, and they got a kayak that's collecting dust in their shed, and they maybe use it a couple times a year. And now we can create a small little micro-entrepreneurship business for them, and they can make maybe two, five hundred dollars a year with their kayak. And um, that same in that same story, you got you know young people, or or who knows, people of various ages in in Pennsylvania or wherever, thinking, I always wanted a kayak, or I see people on the internet kayaking all over the place, you know, and here's this great river or pond or lake, and Here's my chance to get outdoors and, and try something new. Um, and now I can all I got to do is walk down the street to a neighbor's house and give them a couple bucks, and now I'm off and running. So it's, it's, uh, it's been really special to see how this organic growth is happening, not just here in America, but already worldwide. That, that, and that, that's pretty impressive right there when you think of just the, the length of how long you guys been launched. Um, but let, let's now let's move into the other part of your business. It's not just kind of this extra part of your business it's something that you guys have kind of embedded into the core and that's just the missional side of things and getting youth involved in, in the sports that you guys are already involved in um this and that's how obviously i found out i got you guys your, your work within the youth um talk about the importance of that for you guys and, and what you're exactly going to be what the plan for you guys there as you build yeah, my, my partner and I, um, Warren and I come from a, a sustainability background and um, we're very motivated as um, young entrepreneurs to um, create a mission-driven business. We're motivated by the Yvonne Chouinards and the Toms of the world to um, create a business that uh, incorporates, you know, I don't, you know, don't want to use jargon, but incorporates social responsibility in its DNA. Um, and it's something that we focused on before we even launched. We said, look, we're not, we're not going to put up this website until we figure out how it can fulfill a greater mission. And, you know, we think within the sharing economy itself, the idea, you know, you'll see on our website and we use it a lot through social media. We have a tagline, own less, do more, share stoke. And so we, we think fundamentally there's a sustainability story to be told about the sharing economy in general and getting people to um, be able to access the outdoors through action sports without ownership, without the the need to buy new boards and new gear that um, puts a strain on natural resources and creates more waste. So, you know, of course, there's a sustainability aspect that's innate to what we're trying to do. But building a, on top of that, we wanted to put something in the DNA of our company that was more. And we really have gravitated towards the idea of helping young people. We think, um, you know, we don't want to kind of label them, but to, to think about at-risk inner-city youth, the, the kids that are that are less fortunate, that have less access to the outdoors, is where we'd really like to focus. And we see this uh, as going to be powerful on a number of fronts. We want, to, we want to be able to impact the young person's life. Can the simple idea that people nearby are willing to give them their equipment or Stokeshare, this company, is willing to take equipment from its marketplace, hand it to those young people, and guide them through an um, amazing experience in the outdoors, can that fundamentally change the course of their life? Um, it's a bold idea, but we think it's possible. And then on top of that, you know, there's a, a lot of people and so much research out there in, in, that's um, indicating 
the more our young people are growing up um, with technology, the less time they're spending outdoors. You know, we're not going to we're not going to say we're, we're we've come across a new idea. That's pretty prevalent mindset right out there. But we want to be the solution to that, and we want to be at some point. We want to measure the success of our company by the amount, the number of kids we take outside, and we're not just saying that. We have built that into the foundation of this company. We've been launched since April, and we initially thought, okay, let's try to think about this as like a Tom's model, like a one-for-one. One. For every so many transactions that happen on our website, we then will take a certain amount of kids outside. And, that, and we decided after you know, a few, few months of launching, like, well, like, we're so excited about doing this, about the idea of, well, I guess let me rewind. What we're trying to do, so what, we're, what we want to do, and we're branding it under this name of, of a one watershed um, concept, which I'll get, get into in a second. But we want periodically to partner with youth nonprofits and take them into the outdoors through the action sports under the Stokeshire umbrella. So what we want to do, and we've done it a few times already, is so um, the, the event that you were talking about, you found out about, was when we worked with Stoke.org. So they're an amazing nonprofit based in New York and Los Angeles, and their work is to help, uh, they work with inner city kids and they take them skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding. And um, we reached out to them and said, you know, where do you guys usually get your gear if you go surfing? And, you know, they didn't have a great answer. They said, oh, sometimes we use this one surf shop, sometimes we use this one surf camp, and it kind of limits us to which beach we can go to. And, um, you know, if there's any way you guys can help, you know, we'd, we'd be all ears. And I said, yes, I would love to help. Here's what I want to do. I want to take you out in Venice Beach, and we just did that because that's where we're based here, and we, you know, we have a great community here in Venice Beach, and um, I want to rent surfboards from my marketplace, so people right now that are on Stokeshare.com listing their surfboards, I'm going to go and spend money from Stokeshare and pay them so that I can rent their surfboard so that I can take t 25 kids from Stoke.org surfing, and uh, what's more amazing about it is one, we tell these people when we rent their surfboard, hey, this surfboard is going to be used to take a bunch of kids surfing who some of them grew up 15 miles from the ocean here in L.A. and they've never seen mm. it. And that's powerful in itself to, for someone to know this surfboard, which I have sitting around in my house doing nothing right now, I'm going to get paid to give some kid the time of his life. So that's cool, right, of course. And then you know, we also give people the op option to volunteer once we go rent from them or we just send out these calls to action in wherever cities we're doing this and say, hey, we're about to work with kids. We'd love to have people come out and volunteer and help be in the water with them and show them how to pop up and show them how to use the surfboard and um, really have this engaging experience. And what's happened, the few, we've done it now um, twice with surfing and we have another event planned in a couple weeks in San Francisco where we're going to be doing stand-up paddleboarding. It's almost as powerful for the volunteer as it is for the kid. Um, hmm. You know, the, the, the smiles you see on the, the, the volunteer's face and the reaction they get afterwards when they come to us and they said, this was the coolest thing we've ever done. And we've been partnering with the Surfrider Foundation down here in L.A. to really bring this whole concept full circle. So what are the, what are the ideas? What are the goals Stokeshire is trying to fulfill? We're trying to help young people get outdoors. We're trying to solve environmental problems. We're trying to help more people access action sports. All of those things happen with these events through the One Watershed umbrella. And the reason we're calling it One Watershed, you know, from working with Surfrider, there's an idea of, you know, to protect the beach, to protect the ocean, which Surfrider's out to do, you have to think of it as a watershed. Everything flows downhill. Everything you do ends up in the ocean, no matter where we are, right? And then we thought, that's, there's more to that. There's a metaphor in there that's, that's kind of about helping these kids. It's in this idea of everything you do has an impact downstream. Mm -hmm. we're, trying to think of, we're trying to think about that in relation to working with kids. If we help a 12-year-old in inner city LA 
who grows up in an environment that's struck with gangs and violence and fear and uncertainty about their future, if we can show them there's an organization out there that wants to help you, they have been able to catalyze a community to give you their surfboards. And now there's volunteers from this nonprofit called Surfrider who want to not only teach you how to surf, they want to tell you about why it's important, even where you are in downtown LA, to protect your watershed and understand that everything comes down to the ocean. So this idea of the, everything we do has an impact downstream. If you volunteer with Stokeshare, if you post your surfboard on Stokeshare, you are helping that kid downstream and maybe changing his life and maybe altering the course of that kid's history and his future. And you know how amazing can that be as Stokeshare grows and we continue to pursue this goal of the more kids we reach, the more kids we take outside, the, more, the greater we're going to measure our success. It's really the possibilities are endless with um, how many problems we're going to be able to solve. And what what I what I love about kind of just hearing hearing a lot of this for the first time and and, and seeing some of it just through the social world is the experiences that you're helping create. Whether you're helping an individual get a gear so he can go experience the outdoors and wherever he's at, to the experiences you're legitimately creating with these youth. And I, I'm a firm believer in obviously with keep staying where we believe that really experiences are, are what change lives, not necessarily all the other stuff, but you experience something with somebody for the first time and that can, that can set the path for you to, to completely change your life and respond to life in a, a lot different way. So that's, it's pretty awesome stuff that you got going on. Um, so you said the next ones in um, in San Francisco stand up powder. What are some other ideas you guys have that you guys want to be doing, and and ways for as listeners listening to the podcast how they could get involved beyond just um, obviously listing their equipment. Yeah, I guess yeah, that was going to be step one. It, you know, like I said, if you list your equipment on Stokeshare, you know that you are now impacting uh, a young person's life. Um, so that's step one. Uh, step two would be to, to reach out to us. Contact us through um, social media. Go on the website and send us a message or you know, start a Soakshare.com account and send us a message through there and let us know in whatever city or region you're in that you know of a nonprofit or you know of a group of young people that might want to get outside and um, you're willing to help and you're willing to, to put us in touch with the right people and um, organize a group of volunteers. You know, We, we want to do this wherever and whenever we can. So I think... Um, the more people that we reach out to and and explain what we're trying to do, I think the greater this this will grow. Um, and then, yeah, we, we we there's no limit to what we want to do. There's actually a um, a group in Texas that reached out to us recently. Um, they have a surf camp um, somewhere out of Galveston, I think. And they found out they read a blog about one of the events we did with kids here, and you know they know of a nonprofit um, nearby, and um, they want to do a surfing event in Texas. And we thought, great, cool, let's do it. And, um, you know, in San Francisco, we, we met a woman who really has just fallen in love with what Stokeshare is about. And she's really big into the um, stand-up paddleboarding community. Her name's Janice. She's going to love the, the shout-out here when she listens <laughs> to the podcast. But uh, she's said that she's, she's got so many friends and people in the, in the stand-up paddleboarding community up there. And they would all love to help a group of young people get outside. And there's great nonprofits in the San Francisco area. And then the one we're working with for that event is awesome. And, um, you know, they're super excited about uh, giving these kids the opportunity to get out on the bay and stand up paddleboard. And, um, so yeah, we got lots of ideas. We, we, we'd like to do some rock climbing in the near future. Um, I really want to try to get some kids kayaking here in LA. I've, you know, 
most people don't realize there are some rivers here in LA and you know we're trying to revitalize the Los Angeles River so I'd really try to like to in a lot of ways bring young people from downtown LA to the the Los Angeles River because I think there's a, a great story there to be told from a number mm. of fronts so yeah I mean I think like you said about experience um, you know we have a Warren loves to say um, people love what they know um, no <laughs> people he's people listening love- to this too so just don't <laughs> Uh, people protect what they love, love what they know, and know what they experience. And um, that's really what we're trying to do with this youth program is uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, swimming in the rivers, playing in the woods. And uh, Warren grew up in the bayou down near New Orleans, uh, hanging out in the swamps. And uh, we think that that's been a big part of why we pursued this career path in sustainability and trying to protect the earth. And, uh, um, you know, we think the, the more we can help young people fall in love with the outdoors through action sports, the more young people will grow up um, with a mindset to protect the environment. And we, we think that's a, a great thing for everybody. No, I'm excited to see where you guys go. It's been just a few months since you guys launched, you're already doing big things. And I think we're, you guys are well on your way to doing some awesome things. And I hope at some point myself and, and what I'm trying to do with keep Stan, we can partner up and do something great for some youth and people who just need just a little joy in their lives, which as you and I know, when you're on the water there's a lot of that to happen um i'm a firm believer in that people don't necessarily follow brands but they follow people so we we know we'll share some stuff about stoke share with on within this podcast but how do how how can people follow you as jill the individual that are listening uh yeah it's a great question i i'm 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 pretty active on on twitter um my my twitter handle is uh real joel caesar so um you can find me there and uh if you uh you go to our website and you go to the about us section you'll find some more contact information for me and uh yeah i'm I'm pretty open to this uh i i think we uh we're trying to create a community with stokeshare and we want to connect with as many people as possible so um feel free to reach out to me directly through the website Uh, my email is joel at stokeshare.com and Love to hear from uh, as many people as we can. Hey, Joel, I appreciate you taking time on the Keep Staying podcast. I'm excited for what you guys are doing, and congratulations on just kind of this early just success that you guys have had. Um, like I said, I can't wait for us to connect at some point and create an experience of our own. Um, so, so just thanks for coming on. Yeah, Nathan, I'm a big fan of the Keep Standing podcast and what you're doing and your story too. So um, I appreciate the platform. And, and on, on behalf of Stokeshare, we're, we're grateful to be a part of this podcast. And um, yeah, as, the, as a legendary stand-up paddleboarder that you are, um, I hope people will have the opportunity to rent a board from you on Stokeshare when they get up near Oregon. Yep, that's the idea. Hey, guys, we just appreciate you joining us again for the Keep Standing podcast. We, we believe and hope that we can be an adventure therapy podcast for you on and off the water. So with that, we, we always finish it with this with this one quote that we firmly believe in, and that is life is 10%. What happens? 90% how you respond. Keep standing, y'all.